Today on the news and why it matters, a new report alleges Bernie Sanders uh, told Elizabeth Warren a woman could not win president. Ooh, that's not a good look for him. Uh, also, the new 2020 landscape. We have some dropouts. And uh, the Iran protests, what you aren't hearing in the mainstream media. We've got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Monday. Happy, happy Monday. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Today joined by Stubergear. I'm disturbed at how happy you are when people are suffering. <laughs> really? All around Iran. And look at you. I mean, Unbelievable. I, do I just have to be like sad all the time? Yes. Okay. The only appropriate thing to be. <laughs> Stubergear, who is very sad today. Uh, also, Grant Stinchfield, conservative commentator. Grant Stinchfield joins us again. You're happy because I'm here. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy you're back. We haven't <laughs> right. seen you in a while. It's good to see you. And uh, Aaron Colon, TheBlaze.com's own writer, Aaron Colon. It's going to be a, a fun ride today. we got a lot coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Black Rifle Coffee Company, which is, of course, a veteran-owned and operated premium small-batch roast-to-order coffee company for, uh, you know, patriots. Patriots Only Club, okay, that's what Black Rifle is. They import the highest quality beans from around the world and then they roast their coffees after you place your order. So you are literally getting the freshest coffee available. Uh, they have a ton of different uh, roasts. They've got whole bean, they've got ground, and they've got also the single serve coffee rounds. Of course, uh, the best way the best way to utilize Black Rifle is to join the Black Rifle Coffee Club. You can have it shipped directly to your home or office for free every month. And that means that, uh, A, you're getting a discount when you join the Black Rifle Coffee Club. And B, you are, uh, you, you're not going to go to the coffee machine, your co coffee machine, coffee maker, at 11 o'clock at night to go make coffee for the following morning and be like, oh, we're out of coffee, so I'm going to be dead tomorrow at work. Yeah, that's not going to happen because they're going to ship it directly to you. Wake up to America's Coffee by going to blackriflecoffee.com slash why. Uh, we got you 20% off your first order if you use promo code why. And that includes Black Rifle Coffee Club. That's a steal, you guys, because you're getting a discount with Black Rifle Coffee Club, plus you're getting 20% on top of that. It's blackriflecoffee.com slash why. Enter the promo code why for that 20% off. Uh, so a new report. I love it. I love 2020. A new report is out. Uh, this is from CNN. So we got to take this for what it's worth. It is from CNN. <laughs> now, CNN has told us that there are four people who have, who have confirmed that this happened. We don't know who they are. Okay. So again, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Take it for what it's worth. It's coming from CNN. But allegedly, Bernie Sanders told Elizabeth Warren during a private meeting in 2018 that he did not think that a woman could win the 2020 <laughs> presidential election. Uh, he, of course, has already come out and said that is not true. That is not what happened in this private meeting that I did have with Elizabeth Warren. But I didn't say that. He uh, has denied it. And as of the time of this taping, I know just because this has just kind of surfaced this afternoon, as of the time of this taping, Elizabeth Warren has not responded yet to the uh, request for comment. I think that means something. It is. She didn't say, you know, it didn't happen. It is interesting that she hasn't said, I mean, we'll see. Maybe she'll come out later and say that it hasn't happened. But it is interesting that this kind of leak uh, report takes place right after the Bernie people were trashing Elizabeth Warren and mm -hmm. Elizabeth Warren came out and said, you know, uh, this is, 
I thought we were going to play nice. I thought that we were going to be friends and not trash each other. And now you guys are doing it. And then all of a sudden, sources tell CNN that uh, Bernie's sexist. Still, This is not a coincidence. Uh, <laughs> the, the truce is broken, sadly. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is for our out. enjoyment, right? Yeah. Uh, which is, it. it is nice to watch. Um, you know, because they did famously have kind of a truce. And I think this was the meeting where they kind of discussed it in which they weren't going to go after each other for the health of the progressive movement and let's be friends. But, I mean, the bottom line is everybody realizes at some point that needs to end. We're getting close to the election. They're in basically what, in, in Iowa, you'd say second, days, third, or second yeah. and fourth place. Yeah, we're only a few weeks away. So this had to end at some point. Um, this is blatantly a leak from the Warren campaign. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, it's a 100% chance of it. Uh, I believe she did kind of respond in, in that she said, we did have a private meeting, but the contents of that meeting need to remain private, which is like... That is, like, the, the biggest jerk thing to do. Like, this guy's in this moment of trying to deny he's a sexist. You're like, I just can't say anything about the meeting. Whether he, I don't know what did, he did he say the N-word? I don't know. You know, who knows? Um, it's funny because I think um, there's a legitimate possibility that at some point in a meeting he may have said a, a very common thing that progressives say all the time, which is, well, we need to run a white guy because the rest of this country, it's not us, right. the rest Everyone of this else. country will not vote for a woman or will not vote for a minority candidate. And that sort of like, you know, calculus is prominent um, on the on the progressive side of the aisle. They, they think because they're progressives, they are above these things. However, there's so many voters down there in places like Michigan and in Wisconsin and these in Pennsylvania, those places that went to Trump, they don't understand that. That's why we need a Joe Biden, and, or in this case, uh, that's why we need a Bernie Sanders. Um, I think that's a load of crap. I mean, it's a ridiculous uh, thing. I don't think the American people are those people. Um, but there is a big part of the progressive movement that does believe that. And, and would, would Sanders say, look, you know, we need to have a socialist candidate and I'm the only one who can win because there's too many uh, anti-woman people out there. There's too many sexists. I think that's possible that he said that uh, in that context. Them framing it this way as a woman candidate can't win, it, it just shows it's obviously from the Warren campaign and the gloves are off. Yeah, Grant? I think one of his defenses should be that Hillary Clinton told him a woman can't win the presidency. <laughs> and he was just following her advice on the whole thing. Actually, it was one of those, I was reading this and it was like an eye roll. Okay, Bernie, when, when he responded to this, one of the things he said was he tried to spin it the opposite and say, oh, obviously a woman can win because Hillary Clinton won by 3 million votes in 2016. Oh, like, oh, oh right, Bernie. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, good. she's not sitting in the White House, so I guess she didn't win. You know, the other he could he could own it in some respects and say something like, well, I told her a woman can't win this time around because nobody's going to beat me. And mm, I happen to be a man. That's a good one. Right? And then you own it that way yeah. and you're off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe the report. I don't really believe that he looked at her and said... A woman can't win. Like, if they're friends and they're discussing things, he probably didn't say that, but it doesn't matter. It really yeah. doesn't matter whether it's true or not. I'm with you. It's I think there. he could have said it. I honestly in think a, he could a, have said in it. A different in a different context, context right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's it's possible, right? I think, like, the bigger story here, though, is that Warren is, I mean, their campaign is now coming after him overtly. They see that they're in trouble, right? Warren had her run. And to be fair to Sanders, he was did not do much of anything when she was beating the crap out of him a couple months ago. Did not go out and criticize. But now that we're getting closer, now that Warren is really like, I mean, she, in, in these early states, is in fourth place in some of these polls. 
that's not workable. She needs to she needs to win. She can't. I mean, Elizabeth Warren cannot be president if she does not win either New Hampshire or Iowa. She has to win one of the two, which is why she is focusing on the really, really big hard-hitting issues that most Americans face every day, like putting um, trans women uh, in prison with men or women. That's an important voting block. I don't know. Something. (laughs) Let's listen to what she had to say. That is also true with the LGBTQ community. We have to protect all of our people. And it works all the way through the system. You know, we were talking earlier about criminal justice. One of the things we have to think about as a nation, we have to stop putting trans women who are incarcerated into prisons with men where they are at risk. And it's our responsibility. They'll clap at anything. They're like all the buzzwords were there. You know, it's so interesting to me that she says we have to protect all people. And then immediately says we're going to put biological women at risk by putting them in prison. I with think men. it's important to say that you're at risk in prison. Yeah. First of all, that's just yeah. going to be a thing. So uh, maybe don't uh, do crimes and get sent to prison. Yes, there's a risk. This in whole prison. issue, like completely, con- does anyone else's head spin on the trans <laughs> issue? Like, yeah. so they're allowed to play sports as men, but then they don't want them going into male prisons. Right. They want them going into female. They don't even know what they want no, when it comes don't. to this whole thing. And I can't keep track of it. I mean, right. what could possibly go wrong with this scenario? Because oh, I think, and guys, I could totally not get this right, but what I think she just said, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> is that trans women, which we would just say are just men, yeah. right, mm-hmm. are now, they, she wants to put them in the population with women. women. Right. With what could possibly go wrong? Like, uh, that for is, safety reasons. Right. For safety <laughs> reasons, right. Like, I mean, that they're is, at risk. it blows right. your mind yeah, that oh, anyone. So, see, this is why I get confused. So it's the trans men, the men. A man a who's trans biological man. Yes. Yeah. She, she wants, wants to put in with women. With women, I which assume. is a much higher risk to the population yes. than the other way around, I would Un- think. Unless she wants to, I don't know, build prisons specifically for transgender women. Which I think probably she does. Yeah, I she probably... If you asked her, I bet she'd say yes. Or maybe there's like a, a different way, like the smoking area of the old restaurants where like you have like, this is the trans area. And like you have like 14 different halls. Do you hall- realize though, like we're laughing about this. This is how desperate <laughs> yeah. they are. I know. That these are the issues they're talking about. And truthfully, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren fighting, it's brilliant. I mean, that's, that's the best thing that could happen to the Trump campaign. Yeah. That these two were battling it out, and everybody else has fallen off the map. Yeah, Do you it's think not bad for the away. Biden campaign either. I mean, you know, the Biden's got to be sitting back here. Like, I'm in first place, and I'm looking at these two guys fighting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead. What voter in Iowa came up to her and said, "This is the issue that I really need you to address." Right. I can't imagine who's talking about that. None. But yeah, it, well, it's partially like it's almost like a, a parlor trick, right? Like where you know, if you're super smart, like Dennis Miller used to do this all the time. Like he'd be doing Monday Night Football, and he'd come up with these references from like you know, a war and like the, the year 13. And like, you know, he's quoting these things you've never heard of before. And it's almost like he's like showing off his intellect. Right. This is what they do here. Like they're just showing off. I will go to this woke level. Remember, Castro was like pregnant men need to be protected. You're like need abortions. You're like pregnant men need abortions. These aren't even things. (laughs) These are like you just taken a bunch of words and thrown them at like a Velcro board and they're all sticking next to each other. Biggest moment of his campaign. It was probably. And yet. 
they get applause. Yeah, yeah. they what get they applause, say. but does it work? I mean, you know, Castro's well, done. Yeah. Warren is fading. These are not the issues that are actually connecting, even with Democratic voters. Yeah. Can I just say not to be not to be sexist because this goes for men oh, and here women, we go. men Guaranteed and women. But I'm watching be. that video of Elizabeth Warren, and I don't want a president taking fashion tips from Mr. Rogers, <laughs> man or woman. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be all fair. right. Yeah. Uh, before we go, we have to say. Goodbye. I want to get your your last, your final thoughts on our good friends, Marianne Williamson, who, of course, withdrew uh, from the presidential race after the time of Friday's taping. Are you doing so okay? In I'm not, actually, okay. I'm not. I wore all black all weekend. <laughs> I cried. I ate lots of carbs and ice cream. It was, it was disastrous. Uh, so my girl Marianne officially gone. Obviously, it was only a matter of time. And also, uh, crazy-eyed Cory Booker, he has announced today he is in fact, suspending his 2020 presidential campaign. He was so close, though, Stu. He was oh. so close. The media loved him. I mean, the media gave him high marks in every I mean, single the, debate. The, the, the media. They kept Did they give negative it. marks to anybody? Uh, not, not usually. <laughs> uh, if you said conservative things, maybe occasionally they would. That's no, weird, though. I mean, like, Booker was one of those guys who it seemed like the media was going to force him into making a run at this thing, and it just never occurred. Yeah. And it comes down to, uh, quite honestly, the racism of Democratic voters. They just will not vote <laughs> for minority I'm candidate. glad you said that. Thank you. Right. I had to say it. I had to say will it. Will you miss Spartacus? I will not miss Spartacus. Truthfully, I think this really says something about, obviously, I, I'm a big two-way advocate. Mm -hmm. And this is the guy, remember that said, we will throw you in jail if you don't give up your firearms that they want to take from you. I think that was one of the key moments that sent him plummeting um, because there are certainly Democrats that, yes, it may be a surprise to the rest of the Democratic Party, that support the right to bear AR-15s, mm -hmm. and uh, he, was, he was against that. And as for Williamson, <laughs> she just proves that people have this Watch inflated it. view of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, you mentioned Cory Booker and his comments on the Second Amendment. He also... Uh, just recently made comments saying that he would actually just halt, he would pause any sort of uh, deportations uh, from illegal immigrants. He would just put those sure. on hold. Yeah. I wonder if that hurt him as well, Aaron. What do you it think? It might have hurt him, but, you know, he said that he was struggling to raise money because of impeachment. That was distracting him. Mm. So now he'll have time to handle that, I guess. <laughs> so, when you talk about these things, immigration or guns, I get mixed up who said what because they all kind of said the same they things. And it's just a matter of, like, you know, yeah. who do you want to put the face on it? Because they're all kind of chasing each other with these progressive policies. Yeah. So. Uh, before we uh, we go to break, you know, we usually do an uh, an in memoriam memoriam. I can't say that frickin' word. Uh, <laughs> but we thought we'd change it up a little and just uh, give Cory Booker a proper send off by showing you an oldie but a goodie from a wonderful world of stew. Life is pain. I hurt. Suffering is national. Tens of millions of Americans are hurting right now. Memories are fleeting. Your silence and your amnesia is complicit. Statistics are complicated. I don't know if 73% of your time is spent on white supremacist hate groups. Words are hard. For you not to feel that pain, hurt, and that pain for those tender moments when an overly eager senator tries to mansplain simple concepts to the Secretary of Homeland Security. The fact pattern is clear of the threats in this country. You need the new cologne, Tears of Rage. Tears of Rage. 
righteous condescension you can smell and feel. Available now in the Cologne aisle of select New Jersey Kroger markets. That's unacceptable to me. Caution, tears of rage may cause extreme pandering and may lead to acute levels of embarrassment when you watch videos of your pathetic performance. Tears of rage should not be used in conjunction with a future presidential campaign. Before we get back into the conversation, we would like to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. Now, I'm not a prepper. Stu, you're not a prepper no. either, right? No, I'm way too lazy for that. <laughs> well, but... Okay. Not true. It's, it's prepping is work. You ever see Glenn? Like, Glenn's got like a year of food. Yeah, that's like, true. He went I through the real I process. I don't have the space to, like, where do you yeah. put a year or two worth of food? Can I tell you guys, you need to be somewhat prepped. You, you don't right. need to be, like, a year of food prepped, mm-hmm. but you need to be somewhat prepped. Yes. The lights go out for more than 24, 48 hours. Yep. Oh, yeah. You need to be prepped. Right, which is why my Patriot Supply is so crucial, because as Grant said, you know, you've got, uh, I mean, we've seen what's going on in the world right now. Zombie uh, apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously when that happening happens. happening in Washington uh, right okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you've got a terrorist attack that happens. Or, I mean, you never know when something is going to happen, especially if you listen to the mainstream media who tells you that Trump is about to, like, start World War III. Well, if that's true, then you're going to need my Patriot <laughs> Supply and you're going to need some emergency food. Uh, my Patriot Supply has emergency food uh, kits and storage. Uh, Stu, you've got a bunch at home and it just comes in a box. It, yeah, super stored. easy to store. Uh, easy and, to pick up and go, and, too, yep. if you need to. Yeah, because they, they kind of have every level. You could do like the 48-hour kit type of situation for like a real quick, you know, mm-hmm. terrorist text or emergency you need to move quickly. They've got a couple weeks you can buy. You can go all the way up to a year. Uh, you can They'll do all of it for you, make it super easy. And you know how have to be a prepper you just need to have the basics right right so don't you don't you're not a prepper if you get like two to three weeks of emergency food and you can do that with my patriot supply you got to go to uh preparewithglenn.com you can get 40 percent off right now okay 40 percent off of this food kit it'll get you two weeks of breakfast lunch and dinner so you will be covered in the event that something happens preparewithglenn.com guaranteed two-day delivery do you know what costs me money when i come on the show because literally, you do these things, and, and then I, you have buy to it go, all. I have to go them. Welcome. I'm like, I'm doing that. Welcome, doing Grant, that. because I do the same thing. Especially, and I listen to Glenn's radio show, and I'm like, oh, I want that. Okay, I want that, too. Right. All right, I want that. Right. I know, That's I know. Great. Sorry about that. Okay. Sorry for having it's awesome okay. sponsors. Okay. Uh, President Trump expressed his solidarity with Iranian protesters, calling for the resignation of Ayatollah Khomeini on Saturday. He... First of all, he wrote it in Farsi, uh, and I believe it was the most liked Farsi tweet in Twitter history. But he said to the brave, long-suffering people of Iran, I've stood with you since the beginning of my presidency, and my administration will continue to stand with you. We are following your protests closely and are inspired by your courage. The government of Iran must allow human rights groups to monitor and report facts from the ground on the ongoing protests by the Iranian people. There cannot be another massacre of peaceful protesters, nor an Internet shutdown. The world is watching. Now, mainstream media, uh, people on the left, Nancy Pelosi, everywhere you look, they would say that um, the Iranians are protesting America, right? I mean, they're they're protesting. They were the ones who did it, were the ones who caused it. Um, let me give you just a short clip of what Nancy Pelosi said this uh, this weekend on ABC. 
We get there. We're seeing now demonstrations in the streets of Iran against the regime. Do you support those protesters, and would it be a good thing if they brought the regime down? Well, the regime, the protesters are are protesting, as I understand it, this brand of protesters about the fact that that plane went down, and many students uh, were on that plane, and these are largely students in the street. I think the Iranians should have not had commercial flights going off when there they're was. They're calling at the regime for lying. They're saying death to Khamenei as well. No. Well, whatever it is. But the fact is this. Mm. The, there is. were protesters in the streets before against the regime. After the taking out of Soleimani, there were protesters in the street joined together, as you know, against us. That wasn't good. Taking down this plane is a terrible, terrible tragedy. And they should be held accountable for letting commercial flights go at a time that was so so dangerous. Uh, but there are different reasons That's why uh, people are in the street. Uh, of Interesting deflection uh, mm. when asked if it would be a good thing if the regime were uh, taken down. But when she talked about America and how, you know, obviously they they are mad at us and, you know, this is this is what's going on over there. Interesting, because this weekend I saw a, a video of the Iranian people trying to avoid walking on the American and Israeli flag that the government painted on the ground. There are a bunch of students at a university and they are trying not to walk on our flag as to not show disrespect. Uh, a lot of the reporting is saying that, I mean, they're like death to Khomeini and also, you know, we, we want freedom like you guys in America. Stu, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's embarrassing the way the media has handled this, um, you know, to act as if uh, the Iranian people are united against us because of, of this. I, I mean, there wasn't a lot of evidence at any point. I mean, look, we've seen totalitarian regimes turn out a lot of people before. I mean, Kim Jong-un right. doesn't have a lot of a problem getting people out for rallies. Uh, you I mean, know, if, uh, the, if the, the choices are rally or death yeah, exactly. <laughs> or destruction yeah. to my family, I'm going to the rally. Exactly. I mean, you know, Tiananmen Square is famous because it was the one time there were protesters against the regime in that place. But, like, there's always been gigantic rallies. Authoritarians can turn out people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's not, a, that's, not, that's not a question. The question here is, like, how do you not recognize the amazing thing that's going on when these people who are basically doing at the barrel of a, a gun of an authoritarian regime— going out and saying, uh, you know, that the regime needs to come down, that the Americans are the ones actually, you know, with the, with the right ideas here. Um, that's kind of amazing. You don't see that often. We complained about the president not doing anything about this when Obama was in office, I think rightfully so. And here we're seeing the president is doing something. He's showing support outwardly. He's doing things behind the scenes. And he's handled this, again, very well. Uh, whether this is going to translate through all the media noise, it's, it's hard to know. When you say, uh, and I know you say it facetiously, when you say, how do you not acknowledge this? Mm -hmm. The reason they don't acknowledge it, as we all know, is because they don't want to even give Donald Trump any possible credit yeah. for seeing this uprising. And, and to me, it's not just the media, but when you have the Speaker of the House actually trying to distance herself from pro-American Iranian students who are not walking on our American flag and risking their lives in the name of freedom, that she doesn't stand up and put all politics aside between President Trump and, and do what is right and support these kids that, as you said, Sarah, they run the risk of having their heads lopped off. A lot of them are being killed. Yeah. I mean, even even today. Aaron, what are your quick thoughts? It's 
I wish I could say it's surprising that they're doing this, but we've seen it over and over again. They've flipped on every single step of this process. How is it Donald Trump's fault? How is it wrong? Mm -hmm. And they'll go to any lengths to do it, even if there's video evidence in front of their face that people are protesting in favor of us against the Iranian regime. They'll still find some way to flip it. The goalpost will always keep moving, and there's nothing that Donald Trump or anybody else can do about it. Being pro-terrorist to own the cons. Back in a minute. I know we promised you this big announcement uh, last week, and then I was like, hey, the announcement is that we don't have an announcement. Stu! <laughs> <laughs> well, as we all know, uh, what America needs is another white male on television, and I'm ready to step in and fill that role bravely. Uh, Stu Does America is the name of the new show. Please subscribe on YouTube. Here is just a little preview for you. I look wonderful. <laughs> I could do it if you want. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yay, finally, Stu Does America. We got to let the viewers know what they, I mean, I feel like they probably already knew. Yeah. Dropping little teasers here and there on social media. Yes. But yes, I'm very excited. A full announcement. New show uh, every night, um, so it would be cool. I don't know exactly when it's airing yet. They're going to tell me that at some point, I assume. Two in the morning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really, really late at night. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be fun. You know, I, I, I think it's right after this show. I know we're taping it right around. I don't know the entire time. I don't yeah. know exactly. Congratulations, man. Yeah. Congratulations. That's really cool. Thank you. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you guys will come on I at some point. I think I'm just now finding out that I didn't get the show, so it's yeah. <laughs> disappointing for me to hear this announcement. I'm just wondering if that means that now you're going to be too busy for me. Mm. I would love to be back here. I know I have to figure out, like, get everything down so I don't, you know, I have to make sure this show is uh, on. So that's a, uh, that's sure a yes, by the way. That's a yes. I'm too busy for <laughs> you. No, I'm definitely too busy. He's no, saying I, he has to make sure he doesn't suck. No, this is, I'm kidding. This audience is too. I need this show for promotion. I have to get somebody to watch the stupid thing. So I need to come on here and tell everybody about it. So you have to go subscribe. Stu Does America. It's already up there. YouTube, wherever you download podcasts, go type it in and find it. Also, Stu, I like that your logo is a smiley face. Yeah, you noticed that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. They, they showed that to me when they were putting it together. And I was like, you know, that kind of looks like a smiley face. They're like, yeah, that's the point of it. Like, it, <laughs> isn't your show supposed to be funny or something? I don't know. And yes, that's uh, so if you kind of if you kind of look at it, you do see a little bit of a smiley face. Which there. is weird because that does, it isn't representative of you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, smiley I never is smile. not what I, um, I never <laughs> smile. And I will never smile on this program. I do think that though we do have a little bit of space for shows that like, you know, conservative shows that like treat their intel their audience with intelligence and try to make people laugh and have a little bit of fun with us. Because honestly, like at the end of the day, 
you can get pissed off every single day at this stuff. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to have a little bit of fun and relax and just there's so much to mock on the left. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need another hour of it every night. So I think, it's, I think it's the most important thing conservatives could do, especially conservative commentators could do, is have fun yeah. and be humorous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you want to talk about mocking. Let's do that here with Adam Schiff, who mm. uh, joined The View today. And he was talking about impeachment, which... Oh, man, I can't wait to get into that because it's just been the biggest disaster for the Democrats so far. Now, Nancy Pelosi said that she was going to finally deliver the articles of impeachment this week. Um, I didn't see any word that she had done it today yet. So we'll see if she actually does it. But Adam Schiff was asked by Joy Behar um, whether they might subpoena Bolton back in the House. And, you know, we've gone back and forth on whether Bolton will testify. And here was what Adam Schiff had to say about that. Watch. The good news is 71% of Americans want to hear from witnesses at the Senate trial. They really do. And But I have really a, if do. that doesn't happen, how seriously are you considering calling new witnesses like Bolton in the House? You guys never issued a subpoena for Bolton because he said he'd fight him. Will you issue one now? He sounds like he's interested in, in coming by and, and testifying. What are you going to do? We are considering uh, whether to subpoena him in the House. Uh, If we're approaching this rationally, though, the senators will be the triers of fact. They should hear from the witness firsthand. Uh, It makes little sense to have the House uh, depose John Bolton and then submit that deposition uh, to the Senate. The Senate ought to hear from him quite directly. Uh, I I also have to say that I'm skeptical that uh, Mr. Bolton will appear before the House. He's refused to in the past. He's only said he will appear before a Senate subpoena. Uh, And yes, we could expose that that uh, there's no constitutional or legal basis to distinguish between a House and Senate subpoena. But our goal is not to make John Bolton look bad or expose the (laughs) hypocrisy of that position. Our goal is to have a fair trial in the Senate, to let the senators evaluate the evidence. Uh, And unless the senators are prepared to say there's no factual issue to contest, we fully accept the House has made the case that the president did withhold aid, did withhold this White House meeting, did try to extort the Ukrainian leader to help him cheat in the election. Unless they're willing to say that there is no factual dispute, the senators need to hear from these additional witnesses. There's really no uh, case to be made against it. Uh, I mean, there is a case to be made against it, which is what the Republicans have been trying to say this whole time. Um, also, I like that little, I felt like that was a low blow at John Bolton. Like, I mean, we don't want to like tell everyone he's a hypocrite. I'm telling you right now, but if, I mean, we wouldn't want to do that. So we're being real hush hush about it, except that I'm telling you. It's such a weird position they're in because they could have just called him and they should have just called him. Uh, and you know, he said if the, he wasn't fighting the subpoena, he was saying, I need a ruling to see which one I'm supposed to listen to. We have two branches who are arguing with with each other. Which one am I supposed to be responsive (laughs) to? That's an understandable position. Um, he's now said he's figured that out in some way. I don't know exactly how he thinks. Yeah. He thinks he, he, so he's willing to testify. I would assume he would go to the house uh, and testify. And it's like, well, what are you saying about the job you did in the house? (laughs) Right? Like you're like, what, doesn't make any sense for us to do it well you that's the, the whole process right like you listen to all you interviewed all these other witnesses right, should right. we be looking at any of that material i mean in, it's almost like he's making the case we should ignore all that and only <laughs> and do an entirely new trial with all new witnesses which by the way i would love because yeah. i would love to see a lot of this stuff exposed um you know this is something that i was hoping they would uh kind of go down that road where we'd see a little bit more about this scandal as a, in, in its you know, larger view. I mean, Glenn had been pushing for that as well to try to find out the, the truth behind Ukraine. 
you know, they're going down this path now where it's kind of like we're just going to dismiss this thing, which I get. You want it over with. But I kind of wish they would go down this road. I, you know, if they're going to if they want to do this, let's take them up on it. Yeah. Grant. Is there an opportunity to vindicate the president, which would be a good idea right. to go through and go through some of the evidence in a fair and balanced manner. But I think the American people should take away from from that is no one really cares whether John Bolton testifies. The average American doesn't care about whether John Bolton goes and testifies. But what we should care about is that people are getting their news from the view and that someone like her who with no clue or idea about politics or what's right, what's wrong, the Constitution, whatever it may be, takes as fact uh, shifty shift there. Mm-hmm. And that everyone watching, he'll never be questioned, yeah. right, about, he says, oh, will we take a rational view? Well, you haven't taken a rational view yet. Right. All of a sudden you're taking rational views. People get their news from the view, and it is mind-twisting. Isn't it terrifying <laughs> that it's still on? Right? Yeah. Like she's still on it, too. I, I mean, she, I thought she was quitting a long time ago. I feel like we did a story at one point that she was finally, like, they are moving on from her. You know, she's going back to do her comedy shows and the Catskills or whatever she does. I had no idea that she was allegedly a comedian. I didn't know that. Oh, really? I, I mean, until, yeah, very recently when I thought to myself, why is, like, is what is her, person? right, what is her credibility here? And I looked her up, like, her, her whole bio, and I was like, yeah. Comedian. I've never heard her say one funny thing I in mean, all of the clips I've seen. Really bad. She's really <laughs> yeah, bad. Imagine sitting through. So, it. Yeah. so now you understand why she hasn't gone back to yeah. being a comedian. Yeah. I mean, yes, that's probably it. She's actually not good at it. But she was like one of those people that was around for a really long time, and and she had some some notoriety at one point, and then came onto the show. And I mean, she's like. They would never let a conservative with her level of knowledge on the air on one of these shows. She knows almost nothing, nothing. about these topics. <laughs> like she, you know, you can tell she knows enough that she's like read some tweets from liberals about them. Yeah. You can kind of see like she's sort of familiar with the arguments, but the wording is wrong and the names are wrong because she just doesn't. What's just, even no. more frightening though is she doesn't even attempt mm. to prepare for the topic. No. So you send me topics before I come on. I may read an article, a couple, right. you know, I feel like I got a good grasp. Mm. She does not even attempt to prepare for what she's going to interview somebody about. Any Democrat who is interested in impeachment doing something for them would push back a little bit on that ridiculous exchange they had where they say, well, John Bolton, we don't want to make him look bad. Right. Look at how nice it is to defy a subpoena when he's anti-Trump, you know? Yeah. They just treat him a totally different way in that situation, and that doesn't benefit de- Democrats, so. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see. Aaron, you wrote the story at theblaze.com. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Do you not I don't know wa- what you're about to say? Oh. <laughs> uh, that House Democrats are going to call on Immigrations and Customs Enforcement to release all transgender detainees because those migrants are, quote, particularly vulnerable to various forms of abuse. Yeah, so, I didn't know this was an issue until today. And I right, heard about Elizabeth this letter that House Democrats... And Elizabeth Warren is talking about it, too, in her speeches. Well, she's talking about general... But she, uh, I mean, yeah, but same, trans same people are, are at risk. At risk. And I didn't know that there was that many uh, detainees in ICE facilities that were transgender. I still don't know how many there are because they didn't detail how many there are. But they all, <laughs> need, to be, yeah, they all need to be released and sent to either compliant facilities that have better accommodations for them or just released Wait, into the public. Hold on a second. So all the illegals that are coming here in the eyes of the Democrats are sweet, kind people mm-hmm. with no problems whatsoever. So 
how are these trans people at risk? Why aren't they just welcomed question. with open arms? That's a great question. I don't all understand the why they'd be at risk unless there's somebody that's dangerous in mm-hmm. there, huh. like an MS-13 gang member. Huh. You're asking huh. too many questions now. <laughs> so but, yeah, good. Still. I mean, this 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 issue is one of those that it's is bizarre. just you know they they don't know where they're going. It's, it's it's this woke contest we were talking about earlier. Everyone's going down this sort of intersectionality Olympics uh, idea where you have to find what group is you know um, is 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 supposed to get the the more fair treatment because not everyone's equal. Some are more equal than others, um, and these things get confusing. You know, we were talking about the Jessica Yaniv story the other day of that like she is now transgendered and she's trying to get waxed from a waxing place but they're saying no based on religious grounds so we should be signing with the transgender person but it's not a Christian it's Sikh so if they're Sikhs maybe we're supposed to decide with them I get confused by the way can we just say mm-hmm. wax her balls we can't right? say so that I mean it's female, your show not a female <laughs> waxing type thing so the waxing place has, has a religious objection to waxing balls yes is that what yes they don't do dudes this is the real news because of religion not just because they don't want to do sweaty balls uh, well you know whatever excuse they can use to not what? wax balls I'm using what stops an asylum seeker from just getting to the border and saying they're transgender and then they can't be detained you know if that's the standard right I mean that's just another open borders type of situation if it's yeah. a loophole and we're constantly incentivizing this sort of stuff right come come here here's the X Y and Z of what you need to say and that's going to be able to you're going to be able to get by all this stuff I mean they talked about this last bill that they passed had all sorts of exceptions if you come and you say you are there to take um, uh, custody of an illegal Im- immigrant child if you're an illegal immigrant that's already here you can come take custody and then that's going to exempt you from being prosecuted for illegal immigration because uh, we can't let the child go without a guardian so like they, they've incentivized these behaviors they want you essentially to lie your way in and once you lie your way in you you have immunity oh well, that's obviously not how the law should work yeah. Uh, there is a big showdown today in New Jersey. Uh, before we go, want to get your quick thoughts on this, gentlemen. Um, I believe that the, the vote is actually happening as of the time of this taping, so not sure how the, the actual vote turned out. But um, there is a vote going down over the bill to eliminate religion as a reason not to vaccinate children. So basically mandatory vaccination, no, religi- no religious exemption. Um, again, it looked like it was not going to pass, but uh, an interesting amendment that they added in there, I want to get your, your thoughts on, that they would eliminate religion as a recognized reason for parents to uh, avoid getting their children vaccinated. However, if they went to a private school, the private schools would be the ones that could determine whether or not they wanted to take in unvaccinated children. Now, that had some uh, some senators over in New Jersey on both sides of the aisle saying this is kind of like segregation and you're kind of targeting poor people who can't maybe afford to send their kids to private school, um, you know, and so they took issue with that. But when it comes down to it, uh, you know, we talk about vaccines, and I know it's a very controversial, hot topic, but mandating it, mandating that parents inject their children with vaccines, no religious exemption. Stu, do you think that's a right call or a wrong call for New Jersey? Uh, well, I don't really care what the hell they do in New Jersey, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> well, it's happening. At, like, I think California's done it. New well, you York, know what? maybe. There's a lot of uh, Eagles fans in South Jersey, so I do care. There you go. Um, you know, I, I think we it's... Reeled you back <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm back with you now. 
Um, look, you know, you can get rid of religious exemptions. What you have to do is amend the Constitution. That's how you get rid of them. Mm-hmm. The religious exemptions are incredibly important. I like I vaccinated my kids. In fact, I gave them like three times of vaccines. <laughs> I brought in extra large needles and vaccinated them like 60 times over. I'm a believer in vaccines, which you don't have to be. And while there, I think there are uh, good, um, uh, you know, good arguments for for, pe- for parents to do it. It's just a matter of, that's my argument. That's not a reason to force someone past one of their religious exemptions, especially to do this with their kids. Um, you know, look, we have, we have, there's, there's, you know, the Supreme Court's gone through this and said peyote is okay for, uh, for religious exemptions. You, we'll go really far, and that's the way we should be. Mm-hmm. We are different than other countries where our government does not enforce uh, your religious restrictions, and that has to be honored, even if we find it to be unpleasant. Yeah, Grant, I mean, I just, I see I, the slippery slope here, right? I think you helped me work through it, because I, I, I'm not a super believer on either side of this, mm-hmm. other than that I do believe you should vaccinate your children. Right. I did. But I'm with you. I order extra MSG and I like extra <laughs> gluten. I'm a big gluten guy. I'm all for gluten. I'm a big gluten guy. <laughs> so, if, well, hold on. If you ever run for office <laughs> in the guy. future, yeah. I think you need to put. I'm a big gluten guy. I'm a big gluten guy. guy. Yep, I'm all I for think gluten. You'll get Bagels in the morning, there. you name it. So, I, anyway, I think you should get your kids vaccinated. Yeah. Now, Milton Friedman would say the only time you need regulation is when you have two or more parties involved in a deal and one of the parties doesn't get a say. If you're not vaccinating kids, there is a party that's not getting a say in the deal with the spread of disease because you have this population that isn't vaccinated. That is ripe for regulation. But the Constitution says you can make a decision based on your religion, and we should not infringe that. And exactly as you say, if you you want to go infringing that, then change the Constitution. I mean, I I just see this and I'm like... What could possibly go wrong saying that the government has the ability to mandate that you get certain things injected into your body, whether you like it or not? I just I see it happening 30 years from now after they've ramped up whatever it is that they want to make the new rule. And I just feel like it doesn't end well. Yeah, this is one of those where it's really important for people to look past their stance on the issue. I'm right. very pro-vaccine, but bigger picture, because you might say, I want my kid to go to a school where everybody's vaccinated. But don't sacrifice so much for that end mm-hmm. that down the road you get burned on something else that's way more important to you personally. That's why you have to have a big picture and not just a personal view of your political choices. Yeah, it, I, it frustrates me so much when conservatives look past that and just go straight to the vaccine. Like, well, yeah, of course, dummy, you should be getting your ch- your kids vaccinated because it's the right thing to do. And it's like, ah, we're supposed to be like anti-big government. Yeah. And anti-government overreach. And like that's that's what the focus should be on here with all of these mandating and bills. And this is your body. It's not right. like you're saying you can't build a cement kiln next to my house. That's where you have regulation, right? right? right. With, with zoning laws. This is your body. Imagine they start mandating you inject something that we don't know anything about in your right. body. I mean, well, and I mean, with any medication, right, with any drug, there are some adverse reactions that may happen to some amount of people, whether it's minuscule or gigantic, you yeah. can't tell people, hey, you don't, I don't care if you want to take the risk or not, yeah. you do it. And to me, look, the only argument at all for this is the idea that some, uh, you know, there's, there's certain people that can't get vaccinations and they can be vulnerable to uh, other kids that don't have them. And there's, like, I get that. It is, it, but we have to understand that, that freedom is messy. Yes. You know, and, and giving people religious freedom has, has caused, of course, there's been associated problems with that over the years. But the bottom line is those principles are important enough to protect. So we have to do everything that we can. I totally believe private schools should be able to do whatever the hell they want. They can let anybody in that they want and anybody else that, you know, they don't have to do 
that is their own private business. It, when it comes down to public schools, though, they, they have to deal with that. That's why I think public schools are a terrible idea. Like, I, we go, we'd much better to go the other way. You yeah. know, if people were able to just keep their money and go to the schools they wanted to, I think it's a better idea, a better system. But, I mean, the bottom line is, if you have a religion, and it's a legitimate religious idea that I don't want this to happen, there's no way you should be forcing parents to do that. They're the parents, not the government. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, this is, this is kind of goes to this... Um, this idea of rights-based conservatism versus common good conservatism, and that was big, the big battle over porn that kind of flared yeah. up over the past few weeks. And it's like, I, you know, I come down on the rights-based side of that, you know, and, and I can understand the other side. I think the common good side would say, well, no, we have to force in this particular circumstance. But even when there are some messy side effects, we have to protect those principles uh, at the top of the, that's the top of the food chain. It, it can be messy, though. It can it really can be. be messy. Like, you look at Christian science, right? They don't believe in going to the doctor. What yeah. if you got a three-year-old kid who's got yeah. appendicitis? Right. Your parent's not going to get you an operation that'll save your life, but what do you do? Yeah, it absolutely can get messy. Um, but I think the, you want to come down to the site where you're, you're siding with the freedom of the parent. Um, in, in every case that you can, and I think this is one that you can, but uh, I think you could still make plenty of arguments why you think it's the right thing to do. And, you know, you know w- w- this battle was won without government restrictions. Like, I mean, these, these diseases yeah. were eradicated yeah. because people believed they would be eradicated by these vaccines. And most people do them because of that. Um, you know, if that starts to change, well, you make good arguments. You know, prove the science the best that you can. That's all you can do. Yeah. Uh, get like 10 million vaccines, okay? But don't let government restrict uh, your freedoms, <laughs> all right? Friday's poll question, if the election were held today, would Trump get reelected? 97% of you said yes. Wow. 3% you guys, said no. I always say this, like, if you're this sure, go make some money on this. Why are you just voting online? You can get, you can. Two, you, I know, like yeah. Predict It, for example, can do this, where you, he's at about 50% right now. So you could double your money. Right now, put in a bunch of money and to predict it. You can go to the online uh, offshore buck booking and, get, and spend a lot more and make a lot more. Does your new show have gambling segments? It will. Yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can read all over the predicted data. And then today's poll question, will anyone miss Cory Booker now that he's dropped out of the 2020 Yes. No, I'm joking. Not even. No, for the entertainment value. Not even Rosario Dawson is going to miss Cory Booker. Rosario Keep Dawson is that, you know, pissed we're... because now he's going to have to come back home. Ooh, that's right. She's going to have to deal with him more. So mm. I'm waiting to see if the relationship fizzles out uh, quicker. Especially with the whole, her family like is going to court over a transgender dead naming situation. I didn't know any of this? It's very complicated oh, when she's dating like the world's number one trans activist. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's Jeez, really gosh, weird. Uh, Grant, are you going to miss Cory Booker? No. Um, I'm sure we'll see plenty of Cory Booker just because he's not running for president doesn't mean we're not going to see that guy. The media, as you said, Stu, loves him, so he'll be out there front and center. I think you should interview, if you get one person who votes that they're going to miss him, that's the person you need to bring on this program. (laughs) I'm right here, Grant. (laughs) All right, let us know what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Um, Don't forget to pick up your tears of rage if you are, in fact, going to miss Cory Booker. Thanks, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Tears of rage. I'm crying tears of rage. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.